In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. All of our scripture passages this week express a certain sense of urgency. Nineveh is about to be destroyed. St. Paul says, time is running out. And Jesus announces that this is the time of fulfillment. While thinking about the implications of these warnings, that the eschatological clock is ticking, can raise our blood pressure considerably, all of these proclamations are in fact blessed news. The imminent reality that the kingdom of God is here ought to fill us with great joy. After all, Jesus tells his disciples, believe in the gospel, that is literally the good news. But we must consider, what exactly is this good news all about? What exactly does it mean? Now, the phrase kingdom of God is never used in the Old Testament in this sense. However, the Old Testament is filled with references to the desire of Israel for God to rule the whole world and reign supreme over all the nations on earth. Now, that's the crux of Jesus' message. That glorious reign has now begun. God has broken into history in a human person. And the reign of sin and death is about to be ended. Now this, in fact, the Jewish listeners certainly would have understood. And the announcement of this amazing news, of this new reality, requires a response from the hearers. And the scripture passages today highlight the immediacy with which those who heard the gospel responded, be it the pagan Ninevites or the first apostles. Now we hear in the story of Jonah that Nineveh took three days to walk through. It was a huge city. But Jonah had only walked for one day when all the inhabitants of Nineveh repented. Only a third of them had heard, yet the whole city repented. Similarly, in the gospel, Jesus calls Simon, Andrew, James, and John... And they all immediately follow him. And the details provided in the text point to the amazing speed with which these men responded to the prompting of Jesus. And we hear of Simon and Andrew, the first two men that Jesus encounters, and we hear that they abandoned their nets and followed him. But unfortunately, the New American Bible fails to translate one very important Greek word that's present in the manuscript, and that is euthus which literally means immediately. Once they heard his words, they immediately abandoned their nets and followed him. Now, James and John followed a similar course of action. They're in a business with their father Zebedee. And we can know that the family business was fairly profitable because there's the presence of hired men. And if they can afford to pay hired men, they're doing quite well. Now, the fact that the brothers leave not only a flourishing business venture, but also their father, is astounding because family loyalty was paramount to the Jewish people. For two sons to desert their father and the family trade was unheard of, and such a course of action would only be followed for an extraordinary reason. Now, all of these men encountered God face to face in the person of Jesus Christ. Now, I would certainly call that extraordinary myself. 
Yet, we too experience the physical presence of God every time we enter a Catholic Church, and in an especially dynamic way in the celebration of the Holy Mass. Yet, we must ask ourselves, have we responded fully to the invitation and to the announcement of this reality that the kingdom of God is here right now? Are there parts of our lives that we've not handed over to God? Do we still, in some areas of our lives, try to maintain control ourselves? And the answer for all of us is yes. Because conversion is a lifelong process. And we can always more fully submit to God. But how do we fight this sense of a sort of spiritual procrastination of putting off the fullness of our conversion till next week or next year, and we think to ourselves, oh, I have time, I'll work on that later, I'll do it tomorrow or next year. So how do we stop putting off our growth in holiness and fully dive into the sea of God's redeeming love and joy? Well, primarily, God calls each and every one of us to himself, and he has a specific plan for each of us to follow. However, the only way that we can know this is if we communicate with him and open our ears and our heart to hearing his call. And we do that primarily through prayer. And when I say prayer, I don't simply mean saying prayers, but rather entering into an open-ended conversation with God. Now, we need to have this conversation every day because we cannot love someone we don't know. And we can't know someone with whom we never communicate. Now, I encourage all of you to begin a daily conversation with God if you have not already. Just start by taking 10 minutes in a quiet place each day, be it here at church or in a quiet area of your home, and simply open yourself to communicate with God. Express your love to Him in your own words and take some time to listen with your heart to His promptings. Now, if you find yourself distracted, sometimes looking at a sacred image of our Lord or a favorite saint can help, as well as simply repeating the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus over and over to yourself slowly and meditating upon that. Now, the small sacrifice of time and love that you can offer can do wonders for your growth in holiness. And we are all called to that growth in holiness. The universal call to holiness was clearly expressed by the Second Vatican Council. Now, just yesterday, the Church celebrated the memorial of St. Francis de Sales, who was known primarily for his contributions to assisting those members of the Church who were not clergy or religious to grow in a life of holiness proper to their state. He wrote a wonderful and very useful work entitled Introduction to the Devout Life, which focuses on the manner in which people who work and live in the world are called to and can live out a life of great holiness and devotion. The kingdom of God is at hand. This is the time of fulfillment. We have to have courage to cast aside our nets, to abandon those parts of our lives that hinder our relationship with God. For he is truly here with us now and calls us to follow him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.